We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Tuesday as we go to the orthopedic clinic phone line. And we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are things in your world? I'm doing all right. How are y'all? Doing very well. Of course, the Auburn basketball team also doing very well after a great performance in Atlanta. Another holiday hoops giving this one a success for the Tigers. Uh, talk a little bit about the atmosphere first, Ferg, and compare it to, I guess, some that we've seen uh, Auburn away from Neville Arena, some in just kind of the the neutral environment, and 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 uh, how how the environment was for college basketball. Yeah, I mean, I thought it felt very much like an NCAA tournament game. Um, you're playing in an NBA arena, and it's about probably fifty fifty. Indiana might had a, had a maybe a little bit more uh, fans there uh, than Auburn in that one, uh, which was interesting. But I mean, Indiana travels bad as well as pretty much any team in the country, it's like them in Kentucky. Um, and, and, you know, I, I learned from a couple of my friends who went to Indiana and are Indiana folks that apparently Atlanta's got a lot of Indiana alums in it. Um, so it was a great atmosphere. Um, Auburn, you know, I thought they did a really good job of handling the environment. Uh, you know, Indiana hits a bunch of shots early in the game, which was kind of out of their element, uh, uncharacteristic of them. I guess the rest of the game really showed that. Um, but Auburn didn't get rattled, and I thought, Last Sunday when they played at App State, they got rattled a bit by the crowd and the and just the atmosphere and things kind of going sideways on them. They didn't do it in this one, and so it was a great environment. And I think you know gets Auburn. I guess the best way you can say it is they got them kind of ready for what the NCAA tournament could look like because that's what it felt like in there. And, and Justin, I think that um, all the key stats I looked at. And there were many great ones, obviously, when you score over 100 points. But only three turnovers for Auburn, and, and that third coming at the very end of the game. I, I know it's hard to duplicate something like that, but uh, what what is your sense on how this team is going to be able to operate in terms of taking care of the ball, and, and why are they been, why have they been pretty good at doing it so far? I think it's the fact that they've got a bunch of different ball handlers. Uh, they're not, you know, putting all the pressure on just one or two guys to, to kind of carry the playmaking for them. Um, you know, Indiana in this game did really, you know, I guess their 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 best strategy was to slow down Jani Broom. And then the other thing is they, they really tried to get after, um, you know, uh, Trey Donaldson and, and Aiden Holloway uh, at the point guard spike, get the ball out of their hands as much as possible. So what Auburn did was, hey, we're going to let the other guys kind of play make and play off of that five-out offense that we've seen. I mean, you know, three turnovers in the game, I think that's more of a sign of just – Indiana's backcourt just couldn't hang with Auburn and couldn't apply a lot of pressure on them in that one. But I mean, Auburn had a ton of assists in this game, and you look at it: Jalen Williams had seven, Chad Baker-Bazaar had four. I mean, these are two forwards that are your, your top two playmakers in a game. Didn't turn the ball over either. So I mean, it's just really, really impressive. And I think it just comes down to the fact that you know Auburn just does a really good job of just being confident in all their guys. It's not just hey, if you slow down or if you get after. You know, a young point guard like Auburn has, you can get them. The fact that they can put the ball in the hands of a, of a wing or a forward and, and feel like they can still kind of swing the ball around and, and make good plays, I think, is a really good sign for this team. And 
So I think it's a combination of that and just the fact that, I mean, Indiana's backcourt just doesn't have what it takes. I mean, they were not nearly up to par, uh, you know, to to hang with this Auburn team in this game. Auburn took full advantage. I thought Janine Broom and, 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 and you know, uh, Dylan Carwell and, and, and on the defensive end, uh, Jalen Williams and then Chaney Johnson, when he got to be in the game, he did get into foul trouble pretty early. I thought those guys did a really good job of locking down and limiting the impact of an Indiana team that really just runs a lot of their stuff through the front court. Um, Indiana's guards just aren't nearly as good as Auburn's, and you saw it in this game when you, where, when you hit a ton of shots and don't turn the ball over and have a lot of assists. The, everybody who played in the backcourt for Auburn had an excellent game. Justin, you mentioned Indiana's uh, it, the plan to go in there was to get the ball out of Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway's hands. Well, Aiden Holloway still won Freshman of the Week this week, despite that that game plan. Uh, talk about his uh, his bounce back game on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I think early on Auburn did a really good job of um, you know getting Aiden Holloway some catch and shoot opportunities, um, using him, you know, running him off of screens. Uh, something I wrote about uh, for for a film room on Monday at the Observer. Just a lot of good set plays, a lot of good set actions to get Holloway the ball in some shooting situations, not being afraid to say, to say, hey, you know, we're fine letting, you know, a, a wing or a forward make those passes and kind of initiate that action. Um, so they did a good job of that. And then in the second half, I mean, it was just Aiden Holloway just tore up those, those guards for Indiana. I think he saw those guys matched up on him and just knew that they weren't, you know, the deeper they got in the game, the more Auburn was running, uh, the de- you know, Auburn had more depth in this team. They kind of wore out Indiana. And so then in the second half, you saw Aiden Holloway do a lot of more more of his kind of shot creation, um, step backs, good moves, driving to the basket, um, drawing fouls, doing stuff like that. So I think the first half, Auburn did a really good job of you know getting the game plan, saying, hey, teams are going to try to get you this way. They're going to try to do some of the stuff that kind of has kind of frustrated Holloway and gotten the ball out of his hands the last uh, few games. So instead, let's use him in a little bit of different ways, draw up some ways to get him some open looks. He knocked those down, and then later in the game, playing with that confidence, he just got to play a lot of good one-on-one basketball and, and really create some stuff for Auburn. So fantastic game for him, and I think a great sign for Bruce Pearl and the staff that, look, the talent's going to win out more often than not. I know some Auburn fans, you know, had kind of pointed out that, you know, Holloway had been struggling and, you know, talking about, oh, you know, does he need to continue to be the starter? Trey Donaldson's playing so well. I think this game showed just this dude's an elite talent. He just kind of hit a wall a little bit. Auburn adjusted. He adjusted. And he showed why, you know, he's one of the best players, you know, coming out of high school this year. Eight regular season games have happened for the this Auburn Tigers team so far this year. Only three of them have been inside Neville Arena. Uh, I know Bruce Pearl talked about it earlier today at his press conference, but uh, Justin, how important is it for Auburn to have good performances away from Neville Arena, especially because you know you've seen in the past that's been one of the criticisms of of these teams here in the past few years is they can't really play away from Neville Arena. Yeah, they've done a good job of that. I think you know the Baylor game. You know Baylor got hot there in the second half. And, you know went to the free throw line a lot and beat them. You know Auburn didn't shoot well at all in App State and still had a chance to win. But then you look neutral site wins over Notre Dame, St. Bonaventure, Indiana. Now, I mean that, those are those are good wins. Those are quality wins for Auburn. Um, you know I think teams like St. Bonaventure and Indiana are going to be fighting for NCAA tournament spots. So don't really see it with that Notre Dame team. Uh, I don't really see it. UNC Asheville is going to be a fascinating game tomorrow because, you know, they were picked to to win the Big South again. 
they have gotten off to a really slow start here, but they got some they got some good talent. Drew Timbers an awesome player. Um, Going to be one of the better big men Auburn faces this season in terms from just a skill set standpoint. Um, but so I mean it, that one's going to feel more like a home game. But just just the fact that they're getting out winning away from home is good. You know Auburn loves the fact that they've got one of the best home court advantages in college basketball. And really last season they got to the NCAA tournament on the back of you know basically winning a lot of good games at home. This year I think they have a potential to maybe have a more balanced and deeper resume because they've shown that they can go out there uh, away from home and win. And the good news is. You get a lot of that traveling done early. Um, they're about to play this one in Huntsville, which is going to feel like a home game tomorrow, um, you know, in, in state uh, against a small team. And then you get four straight at home before you have to go play at Bud Walton Open SEC play. So, um, you know, I think uh, you know, the schedule is going to end up paying off for Auburn in the long run. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Hall. One more basketball question for you, Ferg. As we look ahead of this week, obviously, as we've just mentioned, UNC Asheville coming up in Huntsville tomorrow. And then that big game against USC on Sunday. What can Tigers fans expect out of USC? And uh, give us a probability of LeBron James going to the <laughs> to the game. Well, I mean, I think if Bronny wouldn't have debuted the other other day against Long Beach State, you probably would have had a better chance of LeBron coming to Auburn and, and making that game because he said he wanted to be there for the first one. I, you know, I just think with the Lakers' schedule, it might be tough for him to pull that off, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what he ends up doing uh, uh, for that one. But this USC team is pretty fascinating. They are ultra-talented. Um, they have got a lot of great players. You know, Bronny James, everybody knows who he is. Isaiah Collier's a better player, uh, a freshman, out of Atlanta, Auburn really wanted him, and USC swooped in to try to say, "Hey, come here and help." You know, kind of make a super team uh, of young talent there uh, in Southern California. So, um, you know, Collier's a Collier's a phenomenal player. Um, you know, I think there's some times where he's kind of shown that he's a freshman, but he's a great, great talent. They got some other, and Boogie Ellis is still back. I mean, he's you know he's a guy that that gave Auburn the blues. Um, you know, last season, you know, uh, playing scoring there down the stretch. Uh, in that game in, in L.A. And then, uh, you know, they've got some other guys that are uh, pretty big-name players. So it's a super talented team. You can tell they're still learning how to play with one another and try to ha- learn how to win with one another. Um, but, you know, if they're hitting, they've got the talent to give Auburn a heck of a game and a, and a really, you know, good matchup. I think this is going to be a great game. But they've slipped up a little bit, lost to Long Beach, lost to a couple teams that you probably wouldn't have expected USC to lose to at this point in the year. But I think it's just a sign of their youth. Uh, so for Auburn, I think the big key, Sunday, you're at home, big game atmosphere, uh, you know, get the student section, get the get the crowd uh, as cranked up as possible uh, and try to get after this this young USC team and, and try to come out with a win. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Switching over to the football side of things, uh, obviously we're deep into the recruiting cycle uh, with signing early signing day coming up here in a few weeks. But uh where does Auburn stand right now with some of these guys that have visited, uh, some of the guys that are looking to make some visits? And then, uh, yeah, just kind of general, where do we stand right now? Yeah, Auburn currently number 11 in the country and in the 2024 class uh, at this point. Doing a really good job. He uh, picked up a Juco uh, offensive tackle here uh, yesterday. A big project guy for the few. He's got three years of eligibility left. Um, so I think that's, that's going to be really, really good uh, for them. But I mean, you look at it, most of Auburn's class is pretty much done at this point. They're about 20, 21 guys, you know, kind of around that, that ballpark right now um, that they feel like they're got a good shot at. And then, you know, 
just lock those down, and then you've got a few flip candidates out there that are big that could push you into top ten range. So, I mean, some of the names to keep an eye on, obviously K.J. Bolton, who, uh, you know, committed to Florida State. Auburn and Georgia are both making a huge run at him late to try to flip because he's such a, a phenomenal, you know, uh, safety, probably one of the best safeties I've ever seen come out of high school. Uh, you know, he's the big one to watch for sure uh, early on here. Uh, Amaris Williams, uh, who is a defensive lineman, you know, top, I think he's top 50, top 75 overall prospect in the country, uh, currently committed to Florida. I think he's a North Carolina native. Um, he's currently committed to Florida. Auburn's trying to flip him hard. He visited this weekend. Um, got a really good, got a really good visit. Sounds like Auburn's going to have a chance to, you know, make a run at him late. They going to flip him like they flipped Javante Waller from Florida uh, not too long ago. We know Florida's kind of been leaking recruits uh, and, and players over the least these last few weeks. Are we're trying to capitalize on that? Cullen Eccles split from uh, or decommitted, I should say, from Texas A&M not too long ago. Uh, Auburn really wanted to add another blue chip offensive lineman. He's got to keep an eye on. Um, you know, he's he's one of the key players uh, there. They've got a couple other you know flip candidates elsewhere. Uh, but those are the big names. And then, then, of course, Ryan Williams. I mean, Ryan Williams is going to be a guy that I think, as it stands right now, you're not going to hear anything from him in terms of his signing between now and December. He's going to sign in February. Currently committed to Alabama. I mean, if you don't know who Ryan Williams is at this point, <laughs> you, you need to learn. Um, yeah. Ryan Williams, the son of former former Auburn wide receiver at Sarah Land. First, first ever player to win. Mr. Uh, football in the state of Alabama as a sophomore. I mean, this is an elite talent. Um, just uh, just puts up insane numbers every week. Uh, and he just reclassified from the 2025 class to the 24 class. He's been committed to Alabama for a while. Auburn's been working hard for a flip. Uh, and Williams is most likely, as it stands right now, looks like he is going to not sign next week. And he's going to, you know, he's not going to enroll early anywhere. He's going to go in February. Uh, and the word is that Auburn's going to get a visit. Some other people are going to get a visit as well. Auburn's going to try to push really, really hard to flip him. I think it would be, you know, this would be one of the biggest recruiting halls yet if they were able to flip him from Alabama because I think he is just one of these generational-type talents that you do whatever it takes to get uh, on either side. And Alabama's going to really, really want to lock him down. So it's going to be a heck of a fight uh, to finish, but Auburn's working him um, and a lot of these guys. So, not saying they're going to get all those dudes that I mentioned, but they get one or two of these guys down the stretch. You're looking at a top ten class, and you're looking at something that could really get this, the ball rolling for Auburn in terms of recruiting moving forward. Uh, also, in uh, you know, great information there, but uh, also in the uh, uh, the the portal. Excuse me, if I can get my words out. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time we talked, we we mentioned the quarterbacks, and and you said that you were kind of thinking that Auburn may not even look at quarterbacks this this go around in the portal are you still with that or have you heard that Auburn may be still looking at some of the guys I mean they might but they might be going after but like not not publicly at least um you know you haven't seen Auburn really link to any of the big names uh Riley Leonard committed to Notre Dame today everybody knew that was coming um there I think I mean I think if you look at the way Auburn's handled the portal so far and how they've handled recruiting I think they're going to take the money that it would take to get a big name quarterback and, and, and spread it out elsewhere uh, I think you're seeing that with the offers they're making in the transfer portal, uh, what they're trying to do with the top ten recruiting class, and got to keep in mind also with Auburn at quarterback, you've got you know not only Peyton Thorne could come back next year, but you're bringing in Walker White, you've got Holden Garner potentially coming back. You know we'll see what happens with uh, a guy like Robbie Asher. So it's like Auburn, you know Auburn has a lot of quarterbacks at this point, um, so it might be a little while before we get any sort of traction 
in that department. But instead, you're seeing Auburn, you know, make some moves um, in the portal uh, right now. Wide receiver was a big one. They get Robert Lewis out of Georgia State. Um, it's the guy who caught 70 balls last year. Pretty good, energetic. Uh, got a, you know, I think he plays a lot more physical than his size indicates when you watch him on film. That's a good pickup. They're going to try to, you know, close the gap here. I think Auburn would love to get a couple offensive linemen. I've seen some targets go off the board here, but the two uh, to keep in mind, uh, Fernando Carmona Jr. from San Jose State is probably their best, you know, bet. It's probably the guy they really, really like. UCLA got a visit from him recently. You got to keep an eye on him. I think he might be the top guy on the board for Auburn on the offensive line. And then uh, Mac Pounders from Memphis is another big name uh, that they really like. If they could get both of those guys, I think that's a great offensive line haul with the guys you could bring back next year and you're trying to build for the future. You'll see them probably you know, continue to go after some more wide receivers, maybe some DBs, some defensive linemen. But, you know, they're going to they're gonna be more selective in the transfer portal this time around than they were last year. Because last year they just had to fill out a roster. This year, with the amount of recruiting and the amount of player retention they've got right now, I think they're just going to try to hit, it, hit some spots at a premium and try to build this thing back up through, you know, high school recruiting. And obviously if they can get close to a top 10 class, they'll be in a good position for that. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining on Sports Call today. Justin, I know it's still a busy time with the Auburn Observer. What do you have going on over there? And, again, tell us about that uh, roster tracker, too. Yeah, the, uh, the roster tracker up on the website. So pretty much everything going on in terms of who's coming in, who's leaving, what kind of offers have been made, what, the, you know, what, what it looks like at each position. You can check that out at the Observer. Subscribers can see it. It's just if you ever want to know what's going on, you know, we try to keep that up as up to date as possible. There's also uh, a spreadsheet in there that we link to where you can kind of see it all in like a, a flow chart form. Uh, so you can get that if you are a, an Observer subscriber. We've got a ton of stuff also coming out throughout the week. I mentioned that film room I wrote on Aiden Holloway on Monday. You can check that out today. Today's newsletter is about Keontae Scott and just his return to Auburn, what that means, you know, because I think it's just more than just bringing back a pretty good defensive back. So you can check that out. Uh, and then tomorrow, Auburn's going to be playing at Huntsville against USC at UNC Asheville. You got a full preview coming up for that game tomorrow. We'll be covering that up there. Podcast, uh, mailbag later in the week, some recruiting stuff, some football stuff as bowl practices get going this weekend. So there's a ton of stuff for the Observer right now. $5 a month or $50 a year. That special is going to run from now to the end of December. Um, so you got, you got the next few weeks to jump on board. It's the best time to sign up because – if you sign up right now for a full year, you're going to get everything uh, for this offseason in football. You'll get all football season next year, and you'll get it you know, pretty much all the way to recruiting uh, as well. So this is a perfect time to join. It's the cheapest price uh, that we've done here in a while. So AuburnObserver.com, check it out. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, we really appreciate the time with you. We hope you have uh, a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you again again soon. Absolutely. Thank you all.